0: Love Talk
1: Radio. Live from Washington, D.C., it's Quintessential Listening, Poetry Online Radio. Now, here's your host, Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Good evening, everyone.
2: Welcome to the program. I have a question for you tonight. What does poetry do for the soul? It can guide you to your purpose. It can help promote self-worth, self-love. It can give you pleasure and happiness. It can help you express yourself. It can connect you with others, and it can help you see the big picture. The big picture includes those things that are beyond human understanding, a connection to something that is more powerful than yourself, sometimes so transcendent that it compels you to hang in there and keep going. Tonight, you'll hear poems that challenge us to be our better selves as we continue life's journey. Let's begin this process
3: with Dillian. Hello, everyone. Yes, tonight what I'm going to be sharing with you this this um, poem is called You Know Me, and this poem was actually written based off of Psalms one thirty nine fifteen. So the verse itself, Psalms one thirty nine fifteen, which is My frame was not hidden from you when I was made a secret. So the poem is titled You Know Me. From my bold vocal cords, speaking your word of truth to the young and old, you know me. From the formation of my being, the thought you had of me. In my mother's womb, you know me. From the passion that boils inside, desiring the best from you and excellence in action, you know me. From the pricks and pains that resonate from annoyances of others who speak against you, you know me. From the silent tears cried at night when understanding is desired but clarity is withheld for the moment, you know me. From the impatience and eagerness to move forward and upward, yet having to wait until you move, you know me. From the curves of my body, the details of my beauty inside and out, every aspect unique and being perfected, you know me. From the marks of mistakes, of rebellion and selfishness of life, only seeing why after my fall, you know me. Plan you created for my life and that you will accomplish through me, you know me. From the moment I lived, the breath of life you gave, when unlatched purpose took its home, you know me. That's the poem, You Know Me.
2: Tell us more about You Know Me, Dylan. What was the genesis? Like? I can't.
3: Yes. So this was actually um, a lot of people um, we we hear a lot of times in church or in different places um Psalms one thirty nine fourteen, which is I am fearfully and wonderfully made, marvelous are your works. But we stop there. We don't go to that next verse, which was, um, as I said in the beginning, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. So, what it's dealing with is that um, what I was created when we were all created, God knew us from the beginning when we were actually created. And so, as I wrote this, it's literally me looking back on everything, the talents. You know, God has given me the, the abilities, um, the thought patterns, all the way to, like, my physical characteristics, the different things that God put into each of us uniquely and differently. Um, it's dealing with the fact that at the end of the day, God knows us, no matter what, no matter if we try to put on a face, if we try to hide, if we try to conceal, at the end of the day, God knows us inside and out. So that is how poem came to be.
2: All right, very nice comments from your fellow colleagues there any thoughts
1: very i thought it was powerful. <laughs> <laughs> why did you think it was that, powerful that, that. well it's just oh. uh just, just the the essence of it and and the energy of the delivery um mm-hmm. you know as a reader it lets me know that the writer really believes in in in, in what uh and what she was speaking
2: all right very nice Other thoughts?
4: Very assured. Uh, Confident in her being. And that's a rarity.
2: Yes, it is. We don't often talk about issues such as this like we should, especially in terms of poetry. Sometimes poems about uh, spiritual things are relegated to the margins and that's not always a good thing it's important to to, to speak your truth in this, in this area as well I believe so that's why tonight Indeed. to me is a very important night that we can just speak our truths in terms of what we believe about this world, about people about our own way of being in this world as we construct our own world so and have a world constructed for us in many instances. All right, Brian, you next, my friend.
1: All oh, right. Well, thank you uh, again. It's an absolute honor to be on the show. Um, I uh, was thinking in terms of uh, having compassion and empathy for others, so I would like to share a piece called "The Park Dwellers." The Park Dwellers. We stroll past them quickly the inhabitants of the park, with our nostrils held high, practicing a daily routine. And if we give a blessing, an extended hand for the exchange of pocket change, we never look into their eyes. Because we fear we might discover that we are kindred, human. Because we fear hunger, to be the ones looking into restaurant windows but never dining, see, they remind us of our vulnerability. They open the windows of our souls, the mirrors where images never change, but we say that their life is somehow deserved to disassociate ourselves, knowing fully well that we are only one paycheck away from this fate. A twinkle of hope still resides in the eyes of the children here. Their smiles bless pastors who parade in a hastened pace. In this atmosphere, there is no haven of safety from the elements. They deserve warm coats and meals prepared by loving hands. They deserve to have coats zipped up in winters by loving hands, to be tucked in bed sheets by loving hands. The old ones still dream of warm seasons past, memories of a kitchen with a large wooden fork and spoon hanging high on faux wood panel walls and checkered floors. They recall the garden tomatoes, potatoes, and collard greens. But with a stroke of bad luck, a bad choice, and addiction, they find themselves in a city of tents where crock pots are replaced by waste bins. Together, they are the phantoms of twilight disappearing into alleys, the seen yet unseen passengers traveling under moons and suns in a walking purgatory, praying for rebirth, and rejuvenation, and waiting for us to show compassion and mercy. And until then, they dwell, sit on benches, and tell their tales, and on beds of concrete or cardboard, dream in pieces.
2: That was beautiful, Brian.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
2: Thoughts from your colleagues?
5: Yeah.
6: Yeah, that was great. Brian. I, I like that Thank a you. lot. You know, just the the way you have with words and just kinda of paint the picture almost like I could just you know, see the stuff you were talking about. Right. Thank you.
4: Absolutely. And from an emotional standpoint, um just knowing I can see both sides of that. Um on the one hand, we're holding our Heads up high, and yet we know one small change could put us in the the same mm-hmm. position as the so-called less fortunate. So it's it's a beautiful poem. Thank you.
2: Yes, yes. yes it's a, a yes.
4: Important,
2: an important realization to know that you're right, Jackie. That one small thing mm-hmm. could knock you off your could just knock you out. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, yes, all right. I
3: That's... echo I echo what was shared. That was very beautiful, Brian. And um, what I love about it is that it really speaks to the fact that you never know someone's story. And even if we don't get knocked off to recognize that others may be going through something. Um, but you definitely can see. I can picture everything, all the details, the parts the, you know, those who may be on the street, different things like that that we see every single day. Very
4: relatable.
2: Very nice. Thank you. Very nice. Jackie, it's your turn.
4: All right. Um, Pardon me, I have to clear my throat a little here. This is a new poem, and oddly, it is a new iteration of a poem that I seem to write over and over again this one is called a child of god i am seeking the great from earliest memory of scripture taught by a methodist mother and a lapsed catholic father i know that god and i are one Though he never spoke back when I talked to him silently at the dinner table at Grandma's house, or when I knelt bedside reciting God Bless Everyone in the Whole World after I had asked him to bless every family member by name, I knew God and I are one. Seeking the great I Am, in the Methodist Church, in litany and hymn, prayers and the sevenfold amen. I felt holy and yet not worthy. So I looked to my father's Catholicism and my friend's Lutheranism, Buddhism, Judaism, and back again to Dad's agnosticism, which he taught me at a tender age, Even as I was learning the scripture, I was asking, what is the great I am? Am I the great I am? Am I merely a speck in the eye of God? Or are we all part of a dream? Is what we call life simply the greatest hoax in the universe? Now, in my twilight years, knowing that my earthly life has an expiration date, I know only this. As long as I live in aspiration, divination, illumination, and love, as long as I am remembered for these virtues, And forgiven for my transgressions, my living has not been in vain. Thank you. Wow. Jackie. Mm
2: -hmm. Jackie. Mm -hmm. Yes. What is the great I am? The great I am.
4: Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's wow. the question we're all asking. We're you know seeking what is beyond us, what is above us, what is our origin, where are we going?
2: Yes.
0: Wow.
6: And I like how that, <clears throat> I like how you ended that one too,
0: because mm-hmm. it was
6: almost like you know you took us through this journey of like wondering, or at least me, and then at the end. You kind of brought it back to what you were comfortable with, mm-hmm. like you know, even no matter what, as long as you have these certain things, that you'll be able to be li- that you live for and be remembered by, it and it wasn't in vain. I thought that was that was awesome.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank
4: you.
2: Mm-hmm. I'd like to share a piece, if that's okay. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs>
5: absolutely. Please do.
0: <laughs>
2: um, poems are, many of them Designed to inspire To to keep us going So here's a piece titled The Potentiality of Tomorrow The Potentiality of Tomorrow Wakes me, shakes me, quakes me Fools me, rules me, cools me dazes me, phases me, amazes me Holds me, molds me, enfolds me feels me, thrills me, chills me, teaches me, repleases me, releases me, amuses me, deludes me, confuses me, sustains me, contains me, maintains me, mystifies me, petrifies me, electrifies me, yet saves me from the harsh core reality I call today.
1: Wow.
4: Mm. Oh, yes. man.
6: <laughs> sure.
4: Yeah. <All>
2: right. <laughs> Encore.
4: I've heard <laughs> that, heard
2: that, and everything. <laughs> We've—it's—it's it's about potential. I mean. It's so easy to want to give up, good people.
6: Yes. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you where that came. I was gonna pull one of your moves, Michael, on tell you know, tell us what inspired that that piece. Well,
0: I <laughs>
2: I wrote that wrote this particular piece twenty five years ago. All my poems are twenty five years old.
0: <laughs> but uh,
2: and when I traveled the country in a one man show. I'd always recite Mm -hmm. that piece with Aretha Franklin's Bridge Over Troubled Waters. It's a beautiful Mm
1: -hmm.
2: marriage between poetry and music, I think, anyway. Mm -hmm. But I I guess at that particular point in my life, I was too wondering and questioning, what's next? You know, I was a professor Mm -hmm. at a university at that particular time before I retired, and I was catching hell and not knowing what I was going to do, but I knew that I had to hold on. If there had to be something coming in the morning, um, mm-hmm. that would keep me going yes. so that's that's why I wrote that
6: all right, yeah, well, deep mm-hmm. I like that one mm-hmm.
2: all right. mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> Aaron are the poets you're on
6: all right, one of the topics I guess. I kind of wanted to delve into for this next piece, which I've done before, which is going to be called darkest day, loneliest night is I think sometimes when we're going through things, um, we have a tendency to try to keep it to ourselves and what we went through. And I think for those of us who are real faith-based and religious faiths, I know that, you know, our our faith and, and prayers and religion is a lot that we lean on. And so This particular piece was something when I was going through some sickness and the doctors didn't really know what was going on. And it was just one of those moments where I just found myself kind of alone with my thoughts and God. Mm -hmm. And so this is this piece. On my darkest day, on my loneliest night, on my knees I pray, pray that I'll be all right. Is this the end of day? Will I ever get to see light? Praying to hear God say, my son, you'll be all right. I'm not worried about girls. I'm not worried about having fun. I just want to have a healthy day because so far I've had none. The things I thought that mattered, all like a mirror, they've shattered. I feel like I'm just stuck dealing with all this bad luck. I've had thoughts about giving up. I've had thoughts about giving in. Feeling like I'm going to lose, even though I know I can win. If I can just stay strong. There's light ahead in this tunnel. All I got to do is just hold on. Yeah, and just stay strong. On my darkest day, on my loneliest night, on my knees I pray. Pray that I'll be all right. Is it the end of day? Will I ever get to see light? praying to hear God say, my son, you'll be all right. I'm not worried about wealth. I'm just worried about health. Those material wishes can all get stuck on a shelf. I'm just worried about self. I'm not worried about nobody else. This is a pain I've never felt, the hand that I've been dealt. But it's a reason to it. I got to find a silver lining. It's a season to it. God is doing some designing, or maybe it's refining to a cleanser soul. I'm still in my youth, and I'm getting encouragement from the old. That I'll be strong again. Yeah, that I'll be me again. Yeah, keep him by my side, and I'm destined to win. My thoughts went dark, and I can't figure me out. Tears in my eyes as I just cried, and you know what came out. On my darkest day, on my loneliest night, on my knees I pray, pray that I'll be all right. Is this the end of day? Will I ever get to see light? Then I felt God say, my son, you're all right. Thank you. All right.
0: Wow. Hey. Right. <laughs> yeah. That was perfect. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: Wonderful. It yeah, appreciated it. <laughs> That really was nice. That really was nice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I like the vulnerability of the piece. I want to get yes. first shot at that one. I, I really like yes. the vulner, the vulnerability of the piece. And um, that, that's a piece that's like timeless, you know, to me, mm-hmm. you know.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I really, really enjoy hearing that.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It spoke to the truth. It spoke to what really matters. When you yes. really sit mm-hmm. down in life and look at things like what mm-hmm. really matters. I love mm-hmm. that. That was awesome, Aaron. Yeah.
6: All right, Aaron. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Aaron, all the poet. All right. You know, this <laughs> is, a, this is a, a call-in show. And we have a caller that I'd like to bring in. The call-in number is 646-787-1631. I'd like to bring this person on. So hopefully they'll share with us. And if not, they're here to listen. The first three numbers are 818-243. You're on the air. Good evening. Hello? Well, maybe they're just here to listen, and that's fantastic,
6: too. The the spirit is here with us. Yes. The spirit is here. Let's take a
2: brief break, and we'll be right back. We're going to take a break here in a minute, and we'll be right back. (laughs) All right, here we go, good people. Mm to and relates to religious, spiritual, inspirational poetry. And D-Lynn, you're back on. All
3: right. Wonderful. Okay. So the next one I have for you all, I think, I think I'm going to do after. Um, a couple of you may have heard this um, before, but um, I'll tell you a little bit more after I do it, but um, titled After. And I wrote this about two years ago. Here we go. No one tells you they're going to hurt you. And most of the time, we distrust people and then get surprised when they cause pain, pain you never knew you could feel. No one tells you that they're about to use you, take advantage of the beauty of the body just for their gain and satisfaction. No one tells you I'm going to abuse you physically or worse, mentally, impressing their ideology in your mind then getting mad when your being rejects it because it's not yours. No one tells you tonight we're having sex. To only learn later, you wouldn't get a choice. Overthrown, ignored, voiced silence. No one tells you how the nakedness felt when you want to peel the very skin off your body and wash it so you feel clean. No one tells you that even after the act, that guilt, shame, depression, suicide would follow? Self-doubt becomes a mastered skill? Crying in silence between pillows and during hot showers? No one tells you you look in pain, that they can see the agony most masked or beautiful used to to shield dark emotions. No one tells you that when you chose to stop life that the person you thought cared would never miss a beat and never speak an apology to you. No one tells you that only God could heal. That alcohol porn just pacify even they aren't good enough. So you just hold it inside as it consumes you. No one tells you that you're wearing a cover up. They only label it as you, your personality, your boldness, your strength, never thinking she's broken. If there's one thing to tell you, I tell you, sister, daughter, friend, brothers, Son, beloved, God heals. He delivers, he breaks chains, he frees, he ends curses, he restores, he loves. I tell you there is hope, hope unending, hope unmatched, hope unconditional. I tell you that even your darkest day is bright in his eyes. He knows you will rise from this. From your pain, hurt, suffering, and torment, I tell you that your story will spearhead you into the place God needed you all along. I tell you that gladness appears as the thousands of tears shed when hopelessness is your cry. I tell you the strength to hold on is no accident and without purpose. Suicidal thoughts believe they are home, but the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ destroys their reservation. I tell you that peace is not a delusion or inconceivable freedom. It's your blessing, the very intent God wants to pour on you. I tell you that love is God. Love is the all-encompassing face, voice, and action of God. His love is the answer to soothe hatred and bitterness, strengthening you unlike anything else. I tell you that healing is possible, that in the moment you lay across the floor drowning in tears, feeling the weight of every attack, action, choice, and consequence, and the only response required is to ask God and accept him, I tell you that in the after, your healing begins.
5: Wow. Oh. That b land. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Hey. yeah. <laughs> I remember Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Speechless. I
4: remember
1: that. Yep. Stick to your ribs, speech. <laughs> b land. I mean. Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs>
2: please, tell us, please tell us about your new book.
3: Yes, so my new book um, just came out like two weeks ago, I think the beginning of September. Um, It's called Lift Up. It's a book of inspirational poems and devotion. So it is literally um, a read for any reader to, and it doesn't matter where you are in life. I I, I put that out. If you read the back of the cover, you'll see that. Um, But it really speaks to those who just need that encouragement, who needs that lift up. So Even if it's something where, you know, right now in your life you might be dealing with depression or something, you need that lift up, check it out. Find the book. Even if everything is going well in life, but let's say you have a bad day or an off day, you just need a little pick-me-up, pick it up, right? Um, But that would be the purpose behind it, just a book of encouragement to others.
2: All right, beautiful. Thank you. Lynn will be a guest on this show on October 27th, so everyone that's listening in the audience, please tune in. Let's try a little different order this time. I think we're going to try with these callers again. So hold on, everyone. See if we can bring someone in. Area code 818-243. You're on the air. All right. Still trying to connect with him. Here's another caller. Area code 434. The first three numbers are 334. You're on the air. Good evening.
0: Good evening, everyone.
1: Hello. Hello.
4: Good evening.
0: Would you like to share a Good poem? Good evening,
4: everyone.
0: Yes, I would like to share a poem tonight. Please do. Okay. I'm Latoya Whipple. Hello, Latoya. And-
5: hey. Ah. <laughs> <Okay>. so- <laughs>
0: Good evening, everyone, To the distinguished guests and, I mean, excuse me, the distinguished host and co-hosts. I would also like to thank Delaine for inviting me to call in tonight. I'm Latoya Whipple, and if I may, I would like to share a brief background on the piece. Please do so. Okay. This piece that I will be sharing with you all tonight is a synopsis of a five spiritual seasons Mm -hmm. that I feel we as believers in Christ will experience upon this faith walk journey. Mm -hmm. And those five spiritual seasons are... Pain, Price, Pleasure, Pressure Produced, and the title of the piece that I will be sharing tonight is called The Five P's of Life by Elder Victoria Whipple. Pain, price, pleasure, pressure produce pain. You must undergo pain first. Price, there is a price to. Pleasure Pleasure To ignite Pleasure One must Penetrate Pressure 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 Invested Produces Pleasure Produce Produce is a product of pain, price, and pleasure, pressure, the five T's of life, by Elder Latoya Wilkins. Wow. Awesome.
2: That was beautiful. Thank, now, you, do sir. This you. Thank yes, you so much. Thank you so much for calling
0: in. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for having me. Do you have another piece? No, sir, not tonight. All right. All right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Bill. All right. Okay. <laughs> Let's try area code 818 one more time. I know the caller, and I know he's trying to get on. All right. Area code 818, you're on the air.
5: Am I, am I getting through?
2: You're getting through, Bill.
5: Yes. All right. <laughs> well, the, your topic is faith, so I guess <laughs> there's the lesson. Yes. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I was really pleased to see this and happy to join in. I just had two poems published in the uh, Poet out of the UK, and the issue was on faith. So uh, hit you with this one, and it's uh, of course we all try to be like Jesus, but we usually come closer to Judas. So uh, <laughs> this is uh, feeling Judas when moments of sadness invade us. They can feel as heavy as guilt. It's for the best, I recite, as I drove the woman I took care of but never cared for to her new home. Once she understood the deception, the true destination, she begged me to turn back, even offered me her checkbook. It was perhaps the only moment of pity I ever had for her. Now I look into eyes filled with pleading tears, as I grip my son's arm, struggling against his wishes and the yards of tape bound to keep him from ripping out the needle meant to feed him, while doctors, nurses, and technicians wrap bandages over electrodes meant to measure his questionable brain. And again, I think it's for the best while feeling the pangs of feeling like Judas.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, dude. Very nice. Oh,
4: I like
2: that. Yes, it's very, very, very deep, my friend. Very, very deep.
4: Yes. Oh, thanks.
5: Absolutely.
2: Yes. It is important to hold on, Bill. You know that, right?
5: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes indeed. Yeah. Not,
2: not always easy.
5: No. It's important to hold on. <laughs>
2: yeah. You said you said that you have another piece.
5: Actually, I do have another one, and, and um, here again, it's in sort of honor of the bad guy, I guess. Uh, but one of my favorite pieces of art, when I lived in New York, I would spend hours in front of Rodin's Gates of Hell. Yes. Uh, the sculptor. Yes. And uh, this is based on that. So this is the Gates of Hell. Prima sezione. The poet sits atop the lintel, contemplating original sin While Ugolino devours his sons and bodies crawl over bodies, grinding in an anguished copulation of need never satisfied. Surrendering hope, desperate to attain relief, they try but know they can never flee. Secunda Sessione, how does one incarcerate Satan when he was already delivered, consigned and impaled to sheer stone walls, steep in the depths of searing torture and guarded with the care of envy. Terza sezione, incensed by the erosion of time that softens and sabotages, the devil calls for cacophony between the quiet, lightning revealing feral fortune as the beauty of desolation descends into vengeance to fracture the force of the oppressive thunder from millennia of violence. Jealousy transforms rapture into innate bitterness, while the devil, a species apart, stained by hostile mirth, poison, and torments those from earth. Quatra sezione, because truth can be so easily misplaced, like extinguishing a teardrop of flame on a candle between a thumb and forefinger, one never dares to lie when confronting the great deceiver. So that's wow. that one. Mm.
2: You you said that truth can be easily misplaced. It's a powerful line. <laughs> yes. Yes.
5: yes, yes.
1: Very visual, very visual piece. Mm. Thank, you. thank you. All right.
5: Well, of course, it's based on the. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a very arresting visual sight. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, my friend. Thanks Thank so, you so much. much. Yeah. Thank you. All right. I'm glad you're able to right. make it. up. Take off. care. All
1: right.
2: <laughs> All right, Brian, you're up next, my friend.
1: All right. Uh, well, Michael, as you know, let's um, discuss um, on a previous show. You know when my when my father died, that started my poetry voyage at think, what was it, six years old, and I studied every religion or religious theory you know that there was um, during my time in Islam. Uh, this piece was written. Uh, And the piece is called Hijab. The henna is applied to look like ornate lace. The hijab worn in modesty upon your head is delicately placed. But behind your painted and powdered face is a smile betrayed by one tear that leaves a trace. Here in this moss, there is no succulent lamb prepared No vegetables baked with savory herbs served on silver platters. No sweets made of dates or honey. All because his hue of onyx and brilliant ebony have met with disapproval and scorn. No family member will stand for you today. And now you are a refugee from your own kind. There is no honor in this killing. More painful than the letting of blood. To be abandoned, a bruise that never seems to heal, leaves a journey that is painfully endured. And you, a girl child, a gentle soul, a sparrow, scared not wanting to displease, holding your head low, how dare you, love? be still your tender heart boldly illuminated they say now you must compress the sun with burnt bare hands strangle your love leave it shattered and scattered in ribbons of incandescent light and flames across your sunken inner skies hide it in darkness to fester so you left all you knew for love set your back to the wind to pursue your paradise here in this world to pursue your own version of sunshine. You would never mm. forsake your God, your religion, even when men of all faiths defile holy words. They bend them with culture and stubbornness, their forked tongues whispering evil lullabies in your ears since birth, leaving a trance to covet acceptance, causing you to defend a home that truly wasn't, causing familiar demons taught to resurface and lash against those who truly love you. I see your wounds, but no one must be forced to pay for the sins of your lineage. Remember, you left all you knew for love and reason. And even now, after all that is said and transpired, yes, even now that you are blessed and reborn from this, my dear sisters, my dear daughters, you cannot claim your paradise here in this world until you find sanctuary within yourself. The henna is applied to look like ornate lace. the hijab worn in modesty upon your head delicately placed, but behind your painted and powdered face is a smile betrayed by one tear that leaves a trace in peace. Thank you
0: Wow well
1: mm. okay. <laughs> yeah, Brian, oh,
2: Brian you are so eloquent, my friend. Oh, yes, yes. Whoa. oh,
1: thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that was perfect.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the hijab. Yeah. All right. The job. All right. All right. I like that. All and, right. Uh,
1: hijab is a uh, headdress. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Beautiful.
2: Beautiful piece of work.
4: It is. You thank like you. Piece of work.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Jackie, you're off.
4: All right. Uh, this poem is one that uh I actually wrote for a poetry Shabbat in twenty nineteen. I have a uh, been working with a synagogue in Baltimore um in our community organization and uh it has just been uh an extraordinary experience Spiritually and um, in terms of just getting to know other other people of other faiths. So this poem, and, and by the way, I have been invited three years in a row to to read at uh, the synagogue's Poetry Shabbat. The next one oh, is coming wow. up this coming Saturday. Oh,
0: congratulations. So uh,
4: this poem is called Coming Home. You welcomed me as a stranger, took me by the hand, showed me the lay of the land, told me there was no danger, and gave me shelter. You listened to my stories, then shared your glories, your trials and tribulations as wanderers without a nation. We are all strangers in a strange land, you said. Come sit with us. Break bread with us, you said. Share our blessings, and together we shall find rest. We have worshiped together, prayed together, praised together. We have laughed and cried, celebrated and mourned debated and learned, stood our ground together. You welcomed me as a stranger and gave me a space to come home to. Thank you.
2: Mm. Jackie, that Mm. was perfect.
0: Mm.
2: That was perfect.
0: Beautiful.
2: Tell us about a poetry Shabbat.
4: Well basically, it is part of uh the a, a segment of a uh service in um, a synagogue and and it was actually uh, in this particular congregation was begin was begun excuse me a number of years ago um, it has generally taken place um, either during or or close to the high holy days um, of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, um, and uh, there is a poet, uh, Charles Rammelkamp, whom some of you may be familiar with. And as it turns out, he is he is a published poet. He uh, resides in Baltimore, and we uh, first met. Um, at the synagogue and then I discovered that he is a poet, so he has organized these particular uh parts of the service and invites uh as many as ten to fifteen poets uh from the congregation and beyond to read poems on the whatever the theme of the service is and that year um In 2019, the uh, congregation was returning to the synagogue after um, having it uh, revamped and rebuilt. So it was just a wonderful um, celebration. This year's theme is renewal, Mm -hmm. and uh, the future is now. So um, the themes vary depending on the year.
2: Oh, wow, very nice. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Thank you very much. I'd like to share a piece, and the piece is titled, God Hug Me Today. Mm -hmm. God hugged me today. I did not ask him to do it, yet he did it anyway. Mm -hmm. He held me in the warmth of his arms, and during that instant, the world changed. My heart opened up to receive the magnitude of his blessings, and at that moment I knew all was right, all was good, all was God. Mm -hmm. God talked to me today. I did not ask him to do it, yet he did it anyway. He opened his mouth, and during that instant, the conditions in which I live changed. His soothing words calmed the troubled waters of my weary, weary soul. And at that moment, I knew all was right, all was good, all was God. God walked with me today. I did not ask him to do it. Yet he did it anyway. He took my hand, and during that instant, the ground beneath me changed. The rough stones of despair that had cut and bruised my feet throughout my lifetime turned into billowy clouds of hope, of dreams, of peace. And at that moment, I knew all was right, all was good, all was God. God cried with me today. I did not ask him to do it, yet he did it anyway. He knelt down beside me, and during that instant, the air I breathed changed. As each precious teardrop touched my body, I was healed of all pain and all sadness. And at that moment, I knew all was right, all was good, all was God. God loved me today. I did not ask him to do it. Yet he did it anyway. And during that instant, my life changed. He had allowed his only begotten son, Jesus, to die for my sins. And I realized that his love for me was greater than any love I would ever know. And at that moment, I knew all was right. All was good. All was God. Thank you.
6: Hey. That
1: was, hey, was God.
3: That.
2: that was God.
3: That, <laughs> yeah,
1: that, that, that poem was right. One time, <laughs>
5: it was good. It was God. <laughs>
1: hey, I love you, brother. That was beautiful, man. Was a thank you for sure sharing
5: <laughs> mm, The memorable one. <laughs> oh, I, need
6: I need to laugh, I'll y'all. I remember what you said. <laughs> I remember what you said about muting the phone. So I had to make sure I muted the phone while I was chatting with you.
2: All right, Aaron. I Aaron, like you're on. you're on,
0: Aaron.
6: Aaron, you're on now. It's your turn. I, I thought we were going. I thought we were. I thought we were going to close with that one.
5: Man. Wow. Oh man.
6: So this. This poem is called The Meaning. I'm only human and my emotions change. People's perceptions of me and mine, they haven't always been the same. I've never quite been a type to conform to the norm because being like everybody else, well, that's not how creativity is formed. And I wasn't formed to be like the norm. And out of that shell, my reality was born that I have words to give and I definitely believe that you also have just as good as a gift as me and two is better than one. So imagine what we could be collectively, the more, the better, respectively, large groups could change this nation's trajectory. Some people do this for show. This isn't part of that act. You'll be remembered for how you treat others, not for your alternative facts.
2: Mm. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) How you treat others. (laughs) And <laughs> not for your alternative yeah.
1: All right, that's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, uh, that I an right? point on that. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Very nice, man. Very nice. We'll be right back. Thank you, good Thank people. You. We'll be right back. are back. This has been an an excellent evening of uplifting words, of spirit, of motivation. I am so glad that I had an opportunity to plan something like this, and I'm so glad to have good people with me, people who understand the importance of life and those things beyond our own eyes, our own experience. It's so important. We have time for our final round, and I'd like to start with DeLynn.
3: Okay. All right, so this last piece that I'll share, um I always go in with praise and I come out with praise too. <laughs> so this one is called Right, right? Okay. <laughs> um this this poem is called My Soul's Wonder. Um and actually when I wrote this I I think it was like 1 o'clock in the morning. And if anyone knows me, I am not a night person. I go to sleep early because I wake up early, but for some reason I was up. Um, And I just could not get this out, so I I wrote it, and here it is. But it's called My Soul's Wonder. A wonder in my soul, the one I desire to behold. Daily praising your name, seeking your will without fame. God speak to me, ears wide, awaiting your direction and guide. Humbling before your throne, knowing you interpret every groan. A wonder in my soul, the one I desire to behold. Your greatness does not compare, just as your love is so rare. Unconditional and available for all, yet many reject your very call. Praising you for your mercy, grace, every season set in time and space. A wonder in my soul, the one I desire to behold. Show us your mighty work, causing our hearts to immerse, striving to mirror your ways, mold our frames to your praise. In the powerful name of Jesus, accept our worship, lead us. A wonder in my soul, the one I desire to behold. Mm. Thank you.
0: Thank oh.
2: Beautiful.
1: Yes.
3: Thank you.
2: All right, Brian, you're up my
6: friend.
1: Oh, okay. Um in any in the interest of time I, I I selected a short piece. Um as I said, I, I've studied <clears throat> about every religion there is. This one just happens have the Christian background. Uh and uh the title of the piece is Sister Patterson. And I know that we all know Sister Patterson, so i will get <laughs> right into that piece. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, now. Sister Patterson clutches her Bible and turns the well-worn pages slowly. After prayer and dressed in her housecoat, she scrambles eggs and has coffee or tea. Willie Jr. done left a message begging for money to squander, she' bout to give up on that boy. Ain't nothing more she could do. She arrives at church early to greet the pastor and first lady. The young ones know not to play when she teaches Sunday school, and she makes a mean potato salad and lemon cake for the after service meal. Her funds have always been tight, but she pay her church dues faithfully. She fuss at me and say. I'd be a reverend if I wasn't looking out windows daydreaming. Now, I always respected Sister Patterson. She was strict, but she was a good woman. But I remember thinking I'd rather be a poet. Too many stories longing to be told. And she, devoted Sister Patterson, just became one of them. In peace. (laughs) Sister Patterson. (laughs) you all know Sister Patterson. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. She oh, might oh. sometimes she call herself uh Lucinda or Sister <laughs> Green or but we know you know, I know you know her. Yes. <laughs> Thank you.
2: <laughs> Thank you, sir. All right. <laughs> Jackie, you have one more for us?
4: Uh yes. And I have decided that I'm going to debut <laughs> the poem that I'm going okay. to read uh, this oh, coming wow. Saturday. Oh, um, wow. The theme for, the, for Beth Am's Poetry Shabbat this year is Renewal, the Future is Now. And the title of the poem is Renewal. After the season of winter, when the old life is put to rest comes the season of renewal when new life rises to be blessed to the eyes and ears smell and taste renewal seems so fresh and sweet the bluest sky and bird song bright and clear the new grass green and flowers yellow and pink new hope that feels like dewdrops falling on your face. These are only the outer facade of a process hard and bleak. The new grass and flowers had to push their way up from soil dark and moist through roots formed in tangles, clinging tight below the surface. Like dewdrops, the new hope had to burst its way free from nature's cisterns, the alveolar and mammary sacs that hold all the waters of life until the exact moment they are needed to fulfill their purpose. Mm. Thank you. That was, that
2: was beautiful, Jackie.
4: Thank you. Yes. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Exquisite yes.
2: poem. Exquisite poem, Jackie.
4: Thank Exquisite. you so much. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: They're going to love to hear it at the Shabbat. I know they will. Yes,
4: they are. <laughs> I hope.
2: <laughs> okay. Here's my last one. And the title is In the Midst of God's Unconquerable Light.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: In the Midst of God's Unconquerable Light, I can taste what I taste when I taste what I taste and I don't worry about what I taste being too bitter because God said oh taste and see that God is good in the midst of God's unconquerable light I can smell what I smell when I smell what I smell and I don't worry about what I smell being too strong because God says smell through me and you can't go wrong in the midst of God's unconquerable light I can touch what I touch When I touch what I touch And I don't worry about what I touch falling from my grip Because God said hold on And I won't let it slip In the midst of God's unconquerable light I can hear what I hear When I hear what I hear And I don't worry about what I hear Because God said he has an ear Let him hear In the midst of God's unconquerable light I can see what I see When I see what I see And I'm not afraid to walk out into the dark of night Because God said you'll never walk further than what's in my sight In the midst of God's unconquerable light, I can fly like I fly, when I fly like I fly. And I don't worry about being told that I'm soaring too high because my God flies with me and we sail as high as the sky. In the midst of God's unconquerable light, I can stand where I stand when I stand where I stand. And I don't worry about my back being too erect because God says, stand tall, you're a man, don't you ever forget. Of God's unconquerable light I can Go where I go when I go where I go and I don't worry about what's Going to happen when I get there because my God Welcomes me and pulls out my chair In the midst of God's Unconquerable light I can be Who I am when I am Who I am and I don't worry about being Me because I'm free in The midst of God's unconquerable Light Thank you
4: Wow Wow, that thank was great.
5: You. Wow. Awesome. Okay. That was great again. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yes. Amen. Thank you.
2: thank you, my friends. Thank you, my friends, for listening, for allowing me to be me, to express myself yes, in sure. a different kind of yes. way. And that's what's yes. so important.
5: Yes, that's what's so
2: important. All right, all right. Aaron, bring us home, Aaron. Bring us home.
6: I thought that was the last one again. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, there's a little more
6: gas in the tank. There's a little
2: gas in the tank.
6: <laughs>
2: so bring us home. Oh, man.
5: <laughs>
6: All right. Um, so I guess what this last one is going to be, um, this life I lead. All right. All right. Time on the inside. Trying to put my appearance together. I've been spending too much time on the outside trying to get things together. Putting my pen to paper to rhyme words. It was always natural and interesting. I was the rhyme nerd. Didn't think my words would ever make much sense. Just because you know a bunch of words that rhyme doesn't mean they always make sense. Just because you know a bunch of verbs that sound profound... That doesn't mean people relate to you when they come around. And that's what I found. Just because people are down in the moment, it doesn't mean they'll always be down. What are you saying? What is the purpose? My itchy right hand moving back and forth across the paper like I'm nervous. It's some people comfortable in chaos. They fuss on purpose. Learn to stand up for yourself more. Don't let people think that you're worth less. It's funny how if you aren't staying, they consider you worth less. Food for thought. Funny how if you aren't paying, they'll leave you deserted. It's interesting how things over a time span eventually pan out. Like you can give nine times out of ten, but that one time you don't expect people to hold their hands out. People are in awe without understanding the meaning. Yeah, it all sounds good, but what's the point if you don't understand the meaning? Coincidences don't exist. There's a reason people are listening right now and we're speaking. But it's up to each one of us to understand. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect,
0: Aaron. Yes. Thank yes. you. Yes. Yes. Very yes. nice ending, so Aaron. Yes. 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 <laughs> Appreciate
6: y'all.
2: <laughs> what a better note to end on. What a better note than that to end on. I want to thank all of you. I want to thank Aaron, the poet. I want to thank Dylan. I want to thank Brian Donald James. I want to thank Jackie Oldham and our guests, the callers, and to the people who out there listening Keep keep living, good people. Keep yeah. relishing those yeah. things that yeah. are important to you. That is so critical. Yeah. So with that note, I say good night, and as I share every week, let poetry ring. Goodbye, everybody.
1: Hey, good evening.
2: Good
0: night. Peace.
2: Bye. <laughs>
1: You have just listened to the Quintessential Listening Poetry Online Radio Podcast with your host, Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. And make sure to catch our next episode.